0: And welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. If you're a converted follower of Christ, you have the life. You have the life. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, you have eternal life now. I'm not talking about something way in the future or after you die, which is true, but you possess eternal life now. Put another way, you currently possess the life of Christ. You have the life, the life of Christ. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, right now in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow, what a beautiful truth. Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 say this, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, for He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 27 says this, To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Man, I love that. And then Colossians chapter 3 and verses 3 and 4 say this, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. My beloved friend, if you are a true follower of Christ, get a hold of this truth. You are living the life of right now. Now, your life might not be uh, in blessed with happy circumstances right now. Maybe you're going through a heartbreaking trauma. Maybe you're struggling financially. Uh, maybe I'm talking to somebody on the other side of the world from where I am that is suffering persecution, facing even threats on your very life. And I understand that, and I'm not downplaying that at all, but I'm talking about something so much bigger than that. I'm talking about something that starts on the inside, the life. The life of Christ lives in us. So since we possess the life, what do we do with it? Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 puts it out there plainly. It says this, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So walk in Him. This is a command. the The verb there is in the present imperative sense. Uh, present meaning make it a lifestyle. Keep on doing it. Keep on walking. Imperative is the command part. You keep walking. What does it mean to walk? It means to live. Live out that life. Live that life out walk like Christ wants us to walk. Live like Christ wants us to live. Paul prayed for the Colossians to that end in chapter 1, verses 9 through 12a. And I want you to listen as I read what Paul said there. He says, For this reason also since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Why are we going to be filled? Why is Paul praying for us to be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding? Why? Why? so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects. He wants us to walk to please Him in all respects, to live in a manner worthy of the Lord, uh, to live in a manner pleasing to the Lord. That's what he wants, and it's characterized by these following things. In the rest of Paul's prayer, he says, bearing fruit in every good work. You know, a life that pleases the Lord is a life that bears fruit, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit. And, and, and then an increasing in the knowledge of God. There is that ongoing growth in knowing God, not just knowing about Him, but knowing Him. Increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. You know, that life that we live that pleases the Lord, that's worthy of the Lord, is one that depends on the strength of God's power, the power according to His might. And God has all power living uh, in the face of all kinds of odds and persecution and trauma and trouble, yet inside there is the power of God in our lives to keep us going. And then it goes on to say, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. Oh my, don't we need to stay steadfast and patiently bear up under whatever hits us in life? That's living the life of Christ. And finally, joyously giving thanks to the Father, living a life of thanksgiving. And so, this life is a life that's worthy of Christ that is pleasing to Christ and it's characterized by those things by bearing fruit by by being strengthened with power by attaining steadfastness and and patience by increasing in the knowledge of God by living a life of thankfulness those things now how does that happen well there are four things that are key. There are four things that are key in living the life that I just described. Four things, and they're found in Colossians chapter three, and that is where we're going to be focusing, uh, this, the rest of this podcast and the next three podcasts as we talk about living the life. Four things are key again in living the life, the life of Christ, and here they are. First, We must have the right perspective. Colossians 3 verses 1 to 4. And I'm coming back to that and dealing with it in a couple of moments. But secondly, we must, if we're going to live the life, we must put some things to death in our life. We must put some things to death in our life. Colossians chapter 3 verses 5 through 11. And we'll deal with that on the next podcast. Number three, if we're going to live the life, we must put on some godly clothing, and I put that word clothing in quotation marks because I'm not talking about the things that we wear on our body, but I'm talking about the things that we wear in our heart, in our lives, and that can be found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. We put on that godly clothing. We dress we dressed for godly success. But then there's a fourth thing uh, if we're going to uh, live the life, and that is we must soak in the Word of God and and, uh, be single-minded. And that is found in chapter 3 of Colossians, verses 16 and 17. And that will be the fourth podcast in this series. And so, I want to encourage you to stick around. We're going to study the Word of God together, and we're going to figure out what God says about living the life of Christ and things that are key in doing that, but right now in the rest of this one, we start with something is so very important that is, we must have the right perspective and maintain the right perspective in order to live uh, successfully this life of Christ to live it out. Colossians chapter three verses one to four. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, and that if there sh- could probably be better translated since. Therefore, since. You have been raised up with Christ. Keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, "...set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory." There it is. There is uh, an injunction to us, literally a command to us to keep the right perspective, to have the right mindset, to have a heavenly mindset, to have, uh, to have in, our, in place in our mind eternal priorities. I like, uh, uh, I, I kind of invented a new word here. It's a compound of two words, but I've made it one word, to have above think. Above think, you know, you've heard of group think and, and other words like this, but this is above think, uh, to, to be thinking right. So here he says, since you have this life of Christ, keep seeking, keep on seeking the things above. Set your mind on things above. And so uh, we have to have the right perspective and the right perspective first is an eternal one. It's an eternal one. If we're seeking things above, above where Christ is, it, it, Christ lives, uh, Christ has that eternal perspective. I like the way Paul put it in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. He says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, can somebody say amen to that? <laughs> if you've lived long enough, you know, you've gotten kind of past those mighty th- 20s and 30s, and and you're starting to come into your early 40s, some reality starting to sink in, right? Wrinkles start to show up, and there are lots of things that happen to our body. The outer man is decaying. We don't lose heart, though, because though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond comparison, Paul says, I've got this perspective that says, okay, all this trouble I'm going through that's weighing me down is just, it's a featherweight compared to the eternal weight of glory that's coming. Verse 18 says, while we look not on things which are seen, right now, the things that are in hand, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The right perspective is an eternal one. It's the ability to look beyond the nasty now and now to the beautiful uh, uh, sweet by and by and I'm not talking about having our heads in the cloud and being some kind of a weirdo that can't live here in the practical world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody that lives here in the so-called practical world in this nasty now and now with peace knowing that there's something bigger going on and there's something more uh, lasting going on. We're looking not at the things that are seen but the things which are not seen. We're looking toward heaven. We're looking toward the eternal. and We realize that we are part of an eternal kingdom and we're serving a powerful winning king and that he wins he's winning now and he'll win in the end and justice will be served, and we will live with Him forever. And what is happening right now is is just temporary, and we don't put our roots down too deep in the temporary. Uh, that's how it is. The right perspective is an eternal one. It is the mind of Christ. The right perspective is God's perspective. I love Proverbs chapter 2, and if you have time, go read it, where it talks about wisdom. Wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective, and how wisdom will, will uh, take over our life and change our life so check out proverbs 2 in this whole thing but then <clears throat> proverbs chapter uh, 4 verse 23 says watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flows the springs of life if we're looking at the right mind the right mindset it begins in the heart the mind the inner being watch over the 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 heart the mind the inner being because out of that flows all of the issues of life it all begins it all begins with the right mindset. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Don't get attached. Don't don't get all wrapped up in things of earth and have an earthy mindset, an earthly mindset, but have a heavenly mindset. See things from God's perspective through God's lens. How do we do that? Well, we do it from the Word of God. And we'll talk about that in the fourth podcast in this series. But in the meantime, I just want to strongly encourage you to ask God to help you to get your mind right, to get your heart right, to get it lined up with and see things from God's perspective, not to take the world's philosophy, the world's system, the world's way of looking at things, but Lord, help me to be on a path. Lord, help me to be on a path that changes my mind, that I can view everything in life through your perspective, through your lens. Give me your wisdom. Help me to have the mind of Christ, to set my mind on things above. I hope that that's your prayer today. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.